Batcast 66. It's the podcast where we watch every episode of the 1966 Batman show, and then we talk about it. Today, we're talking about Batman episode 30, While Gotham City Burns. Uh, as always, I'm Kendall. And I'm Scott. And yeah, this is the second half of uh, Bookworm's lone appearance in the si- uh, series. Yeah, uh, surprisingly great two-parter. Oh, God, yeah. This is, like, maybe one of my favorites. This is up there for me. It's between this one and the Penguin Goes Straight right now. Yeah. And then maybe the Joker when he was doing the thing with the school. Oh, yeah. I really like that one, too. Yeah. But th- this one was a pleasant surprise. It's just so weird. It's and That's part of what makes it f- interesting and entertaining. Like uh, When last we left the dynamic duo, Batman had gone for a drive yeah he was going to uh whatever trap uh bookworm originally had for him and robin was tied in like the clapper of the bell um in being in big benjamin which is the name of the bell in like the thomas wayne building i forget what it was called yeah the wayne memorial yeah something something. yeah i think it was memorial tower yeah but um yeah holy crap uh yeah, Robin's about to get squashed because it's about to be midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's where we left off. We weren't really sure what the bookworms' plans were yet, but like they clearly like they did they didn't reveal them on purpose yet. Um, you know, because like uh, his mom was her name Lydia. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, she she specifically said that she didn't know when they were under hypnosis. Yeah. So. Uh, this episode opens a few minutes before the end of the last one. Yeah. Or maybe more than a few minutes. Uh, Batman is driving and meets up with Chief O'Hara in the yeah. middle of the street. Yeah, like, he, he parks a police car in front of him like he cuts off the Batmobile. Because, um, yeah, cause Batman had sent the police ahead to the Independence building... Because he was going to steal, like, the Declaration of Independence or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they were like, we searched it from top to bottom and we didn't find anything. Uh, which starts... Oh, yeah, and then they went, they're like, we went to go check out where you said the bookmobile was and nothing was there. Yeah. So that one was like, oh, my God, Robin. Yeah. So, Batman... And here, this, this is like... This was really weird. Yeah. Yeah, this was definitely something out of like a david lynch film yeah but batman like crosses his arms he like and enters in like a trance trying to think yeah he like, like goes into this meditative state but then chief o'hara asks him a question and he like snaps at him he's like will you be quiet i'm yeah. trying to get into the mind of the or get into the criminal psyche or something yeah or whatever he's yeah it was really weird it was like what is happening yeah i thought it was awesome I'm not saying it was bad, it just was very weird, and we haven't seen it before. Yeah. But, but he uh, basically does, like, one of those, like, free-form thing where, like, he figures out whatever the plot is. He's like, oh, Bats in the Bell... Or not Bats in the Bell, for you, yeah, the Bell Tolls. But he's like, oh, that must be at the... You know, in that bell or whatever. I gotta get there before it's midnight. Yeah, he, like, is able to, like, figure it all out. Yeah, so... Scott, you were saying this, but Bookworm's clues are very Riddler adjacent. Yeah, he's more he's a more hyper specific Riddler, I think. Yeah. Where like it's all it's Riddlers and riddles and clues, but they're all like literary based. Which 
we'll talk about his relation to the Riddler. I think at the end of this episode. Oh yeah, because because I, I have other things I want to I want to talk about in relations to that. Um, but yeah, so Chief O'Hara hops in the Batmobile on Robin's normal seat, and they go racing off to the uh, the Big Benjamin <laughs> Bell. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so it's pretty fun. It's always fun to see someone else in the Batmobile. Yeah, and Chief O'Hara seemed really scared by it. Yeah, he kept, like, he's cowering, freaking like, out. Yeah. So, they pull up to Big Benjamin, and the first thing Chief O'Hara does is just... Start shooting at it. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'll stop the, the clock from going off. Yeah. And he's just, like, shooting, and he's like, oh, not a dent. But also, like... You just murdered him, like, Robin or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. or anyone. Yeah. Anyone who happens to be there. Yeah. Anyway, that's the cop move, is just to pull a gun and shoot. Um... Batman takes the bat bazooka, or is he called it a bat zooka? Bat zooka. Uh, it is called a bat zooka. I wasn't sure if they did or did not do that uh, portmanteau, but um, yeah, he shoots a, one of the like we saw it last episode, you know, where he shoots one line up to like the weather vane and like one to like the minute hand of the clock, and he ties both of them to like the positive part of uh, the battery for the Batmobile to like positively charge them, so that way the clapper and the bell. In theory, it would both be positively charged and would repel one another. Yeah, a lot of magnet talk this episode. Yeah, I'm like glad they made it out of Ferris uh, materials and that it worked. Yeah, but like, they show they're showing like a clock overlay of like the seconds ticking down, and like Batman stopping to explain the science to Chief O'Hara. <laughs> I was thinking like it would have been really funny if like while he's doing that, you just hear the bell go off and like Robin just died in the middle oh, of it. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. They're able to save Robin because, you know, yeah. that that plan worked. Yeah. And, like, fortunately, uh, Bookworm and his gang are, like, watching from a distance, so they're able to, like, get, get away. Yeah. So when the clapper doesn't go off... Yeah. Bookworm, like... Is about to snap. Shri- yeah. Like, yeah. he, like, shrieks. Yeah. Which is, like, another just, like... He's so tightly wound. He's yeah. such a Lynchian character. Yeah. Like... He's just always on the verge of, like, a horrendous meltdown. Yeah. And, like, the people around him, like, you feel like are not safe at any moment. Yeah. Like, um, so much anxiety. Bookworm's cool. I like him. He's a, he's a cool bad guy. Yeah, I, I, it, I like him a lot, and I think that's entirely because of Roddy McDowell. Oh, he does such a perfect job. He's, like, he gets exactly the tone of this show. Yeah. Yeah, God, such a shame he doesn't come back. Yeah, I wish he did more. We were reading, like, a little interview about him in the show, and, like, I think he was saying that there was supposed to be more episodes, but they just never called him back and can't remember why. Yeah, there were there was meant to be three bookworm appearances, and they only did, did the this one. one. So, that sucks. Yeah, I would I would have been down to see more of them. Yeah, I, I can only imagine it's Planet of the Apes stuff. Yeah. Because they did those sequels in pretty short order, right? Yeah, I feel like they all came pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, Bookworm regains his composure and comes up with a new trap pretty much immediately. Uh, so we cut to, I guess, a little bit later. Yeah. And uh, we're at Wayne Manor. And Stately home of millionaire Bruce Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. And his youthful ward decrease. Yeah. 
Uh, there's a knock at the door. Yeah, Alfred gets it, and it's a bookworm from the bookmobile. It's just here, and he's like, I have a book that I want to show somebody in the house. <laughs> and Alfred's just like, oh yeah, that's fine, this is normal. Like, he's in like... Granted, his supervillain outfit's not as crazy over the top as like some of these other ones. But like, Robin knew who he was right off the bat. He was wearing the exact same outfit. I gotta imagine, like... Because that implies they've had run-ins with him before. Yes. It's like, yeah, he's gotta be like a known figure, you know? Yeah, I guess... Alfred didn't study this one. This is a cool come on in. He does another like book pun with like a book that puts you to sleep. It's like congressional records or something. Yeah, so yeah, Aunt Harriet's on the couch. And she's all excited. Ooh, she she's got a like, book oh, recommendation yeah, for me. I'm looking for a book that I can read before going to sleep. Yeah. And yeah. They and do the same the same gag again. Yep. And then there's just like a book on gla- under glass that's on the table and he just smashes it and takes that. And then is never mentioned again. Yeah. So, at the end of this scene, I had a thought. Yeah. Aunt Harriet is so... Like, he knew who Aunt Harriet was because he called her Mrs. Cooper. That's wild. Yeah. But Aunt Harriet is so concerned for Dick's safety. Yeah. And the amount of times a, like, supervillain has entered Wayne Manor... It's been, like, three or four times now. It's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um... Because, yeah, because people, either it's, like, a weird scheme that, like, Batman's doing, like, for, like, a trap, or, like, people are attacking them because it's a millionaire's house. Yeah. It just seems weird that she would opt to stay there. I guess financially it makes sense. If this was the world where Dick was an orphan and didn't have a family, like, then obviously that wouldn't be, you know, it would make sense, like, that's better than whatever life he was going to wind up having in an orphanage. But... She could just take him. Like, what yeah. was, what's her deal? Is she homeless? Like, but even so, like, Bruce Wayne is just donating so much money. Yeah. To the Wayne family, to everything. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know how Bruce Wayne gets money in this because I don't think they've ever mentioned like Wayne Enterprises. They mentioned the Wayne Foundation as like his philanthropy thing. Yeah, maybe he just like. I mean, a million dollars went farther in 1966 than it does in, you know, Yeah, and I'm sure he has some investments, you know. Yeah, I got to, you know, I'm assuming, because they never, like, granted, they never really get into how his parents made a lot of money, because, like, I never kind of got that, because his dad was a, a surgeon, right? Yeah, in most continuities, yeah. and then, like, I, I remember in the Nolan movies just being, like, so his dad was a doctor and like this corporate business owner yeah i don't remember where that comes from like maybe his mom's side is like where the money comes from uh, who knows yeah but then it wouldn't be wayne i guess it would be wayne manor if he took it over that's true but, like if he left it to dick would it become grayson manor who knows Cause, like, i gotta imagine the comics it would pass to his son damien and he has the last name wayne yeah, well, aren't there comics where Damien's like an adult Batman? Yeah. So maybe the the secret's in there. Oh, I don't like Damien, so I never read any of those books. Well, uh, if you know the answer, uh, yeah, write on in to us. Yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah. He, uh, so he steals this priceless book. It's just that's what it's ever referred to. So Gordon calls Batman, who's just downstairs in the Batcave this whole time. Yeah, I didn't know this was happening. Uh, and he's like, uh, two things, Batman. Uh, this thing went down at Wayne Manor, but nobody's hurt. 
Uh, and also, there's a giant cookbook. No, the- he doesn't. He doesn't say it right off the bat because Batman's like, I can get to Wayne Manor faster than you, anyone will imagine. To take care of. Like, oh yeah. Yeah, they're like, no, everyone there's fine, but like this other thing happened on the corner of whatever street. Well, there's just cedar. There's just a giant cookbook, and he's like, what? Yeah. So, so Batman and Robin. Well, first Robin wants to go check up on Henry. Batman's like, listen, they said they were fine. Our duties to the public first. Yes. So. I gotta imagine if they weren't fine, they would have gone upstairs. You know what I mean? But, um... Yeah, so they run into this just giant, like, it's what, the delight of cooking? Yes. Yeah. It's like three stories tall. It's pretty dang tall. Yeah. And it's just in the middle of the road, and no one knows what to do. And people are just crowding around it. So Batman disperses the crowd, and then uh, he and Robin use the Batmobiles, like... Like magnetic ray gun... Well, first they scan it to yeah. see if it's hollow. Yeah, it's hollow and met- it's made of steel, I think. That's why they're trying to use the thing to open it. Because yeah. they're trying to open it like a book. So they open it? Well, they don't actually open it. They think they open yeah, it. Yeah, because yes. Bookworm and those guys are uh, watching it, and they're like, they, they push the thing like a, mecha- like a mechanism that opens it. Because he's even like, I bet they think they opened it. So yeah, the book opens... And the first page is made out of paper, which Batman just, like, cuts. Yeah, he finds, like, the hollow part. Like, there's a door-shaped hole in it. Uh, so they go in, and it's, like, a little kitchen scene with, like, s- s- actual, like, soup brewing Yeah, on, on the like, stove. a stovetop. Yeah, because yeah. Robin, like, tries it. Like, I wouldn't. Yeah, I also would I would imagine there would be a level of poison. But uh, even then, unintentional, because everyone uses, like, knockout gas constantly. True that. Um, but yeah, so while they're in it, like, there's a transceiver in it because Bookworm says something to him, then he slams the book shut so they can't get out. Uh, and then it pumps in so much steam that, like, it's going to cook them alive. Which is pretty brutal. Yeah. That's a terrible way to go. Yeah. So while Batman and Robin are cooking, uh, Bookworm's like, oh, I'm going to steal the Batmobile. See you later. Yeah, so I guess that was his plan was to get the Batmobile. Yeah. Which because it don't has the see... bat ray, which he needs for his like actual super scheme. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they steal the Batmobile, and Batman and Robin are trapped. Which again, this is another villain steals the Batmobile. Yeah, I was they just talking love about. to do it. Yeah. Uh. Batman tries to call the police, but the signal's not strong enough. Yeah, to get through all the steel and stuff. But, uh, I mean, it wouldn't have mattered anyway. The police are there, yeah. and they can't figure out how to get this book open. They're trying to, like, pry it open with, like, shovels and stuff. Yeah. So Batman thinks of an idea and calls, uh, or rather radios the Batcave, because he knows this is around the time Alfred is, like, cleaning up in there. Yeah, he's specifically polishing, like, the nuclear generator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, he's communicating with Alfred, and we're not quite sure, like, what he's getting at. Yeah, they're looking for something in the city, and then you only hear Batman's end of the conversation, and it's like, ah, just what I thought. And then, like, cuts away. So we don't see them escape. If they do escape. Yeah. Uh, We cut back to the police, and they can't figure it out, and Gordon's like, who's the best safe cracker in Gotham? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, they're like, it's the Riddler. 
and they're about to phone to get him in from the the penitentiary, the penitentiary to like maybe help them solve this. And I was like, let's pot, let's let's pump the brakes real quick. That would be such a great idea, and the Riddler's ego would not let some two-bit Riddler knockoff, like Bookworm, knock off Batman and Robin. So yeah, I think he would team up, at least temporarily. Yeah, I uh, I like this little. It's always fun when they mention someone yeah. who's not there, but and like this episode's got these episodes have a bunch of that, like with like Thomas Wayne Memorial stuff like it it makes the world feel alive like remember i remember we mentioned i don't remember what the episode was but someone offhandedly mentions catwoman like way before she ever appears yeah, yeah. i'm like oh that's cool yeah that's like episode two or something it's like, like super early yeah. yeah um or i think maybe zelda the great because they're like oh it's a woman criminal maybe i don't remember exactly what it was anyway uh we don't get to see the Riddler show up, unfortunately, because the cops managed to use dynamite to blow the cover of the book open. Yeah. Uh, they go inside, and Batman and Robin are gone. Mysterious. Yeah, very they've evaporated in steam. Yeah, the cops are like, oh, we were too late. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, maybe Batman did have to stop and give Chief O'Hara a science lesson. I guess. Because, like, the cops are just incompetent. Anyway, uh, Bookworm and his uh, worms, as he calls them. Yeah. Uh, So they do have criminal names. Uh, It's Pressman, Printer's Devil, Typesetter, Worm, and then Lydia Limpet. The worm got the worst one. (laughs) Um... They arrive at the uh, at the Morgan built library, I think it was called. Yeah. And this library has like an impenetrable uh, vault that no criminal has been able to break into. They have all these variable books. Like they mentioned like original Guggenheims and like some stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. like original Shakespeare. Yeah, stuff. So uh, the plan is to use the Batmobile's bat beam to just blast a hole in the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't say what they'll do when the cops show up, but... I mean, they just blast the cops with it, too. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, they blow up a hole, and then uh, Batman and Robin step out. And they're like, impossible! Yeah. So... You already know it's about to go down. We got another fight. Well, first they explain how they survived. And yes. that to get the steam in there, they're like hooked up to like a manhole cover, to like a, a thing, like part of the underground system. Uh, and then Batman's like, you did all of these things, but you didn't like think the armor like the ground. And they basically just like escaped through like, underneath, kind of like they did in the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if that was intentional, but it's kind of like, I just thought about it. It's kind of like what happened. Um... So yeah, so they got out and uh, they listened to them on the Batman or the Batmobiles like, oh, yeah, uh, like, like radio or whatever. Yeah. yeah, so that's why they knew where to go. Yes. And then yeah, it's another fight in an alley, and Bookworm jumps into a trash can. I was like, oh, is there going to be another hole at the bottom of this one? <laughs> and then Lydia goes into like, uh, like a dresser that's there for some reason. Yeah, or like a wardrobe. Or yeah, something. Like, yeah, like it's, it's a wardrobe. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. Oh, first, first he's like, give me your glass. Like, uh, Bookworm's like, takes all those henchmen's glasses. Like, you know, I need them. Like, yeah. that's really funny. 
Um, I love Bookworm's henchmen. And yeah. They're weird, like, newspaper hats. I feel like they are... They're in it. They love books, too. Yeah. I feel like this is a gang of nerds. Yeah. They all are wearing glasses. Um, yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, so we get a, a short fight scene. Uh, nothing too wild happens except they, like, pick up this, like, down telephone pole and try to like battering ram. But like the one guy's like carrying it like in the front of it like he's gonna run into Batman and this thing's gonna hit his back. (laughs) And then Batman trips him up with a trash can. Yeah. But like I also noticed they're like slamming and throwing people into like that wardrobe and trash can (laughs) that the other guy's hidden and like they're clearly just not in it now. Yeah. Because the way they're like bouncing around. But then they like beat up the trash can bookworms in. Yeah, they just start, like, smashing it. <laughs> and they pull it open, and he's got, like, a goofy expression, and is like, knocked out. Which is really, really funny. Yeah, and then they pull out Lydia and arrest Copper, her. yeah. Like, crime doesn't pay, or whatever. Yeah. So, we cut to police headquarters, and not Batman and Robin, but Bruce and Dick are there. Yeah, uh, they're making a donation to make the have the penitentiary's like library expanded or like at least add more books to it you know like new books yeah uh five grand donation which that ain't nothing back in the day ain't nothing now get you a lot of books especially wholesale that's true uh commissioner gordon tells them that bookworm is just like in the other room and Dick's like, oh, can I see a real-life super criminal? Yeah. Uh, somehow, for some reason, Gordon... He's like, okay. Gordon, like, agrees to it. Like, him and his mall are here. So. Yeah, they come in with, like... Oh, yeah, Batman's... Or Bruce Wayne's, like... Yeah, as long as they're under appropriate police restraint or whatever. And Gordon's a little too confident about that. Uh, way too confident about Consi- that. But... Considering you know, the world that happens, they live in, yeah. But yeah, it's just like, okay. Uh, and yeah, they have a brief standoff, Bruce and Bookworm. Yeah. Uh, he, like, Bookworm, like, misquotes something. Or, he, like, misattributes it to something. Yeah, he attributes, um, I forget the line, but he attributes it to a poet, but it was really by from, Cervantes. It's from Don Quixote. Yeah. And then I thought he was going to have, like, one of his breakdowns. And, like, go insane again, and yeah. then we're going to cut him off. He was, ri- he was just like, oh, this guy is just as bad as Batman. He's just as obnoxious as Batman. <laughs> like, oh, Bart- brother, if you only knew the half of it. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I loved this story. This was this is, is so top, good. This is top tier. Yeah, this is real cream of the crop stuff. Yeah. Probably my favorite of these... Uh, original villain episodes. Now, to be fair, we haven't seen too many of them yet, but I think it's going to be hard to top. I remember really liking Egghead as a kid. Yeah. But well, I mean, this is like uh, think, the think... fourth one we've seen, right? What's, who was the first one? Was Zelda? Zelda, False Face, Tut. Oh, that's right, False Face. No, False Face came from the comics. Did he? He just was barely in them. Oh, I see. Um, yes, yeah, so, yeah, so just Zelda, Tut, and then this one. Which They've all been good so far. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, what did you think about his plan? 
Yeah, let's get in. All right, so we're, we're, right off the bat, I loved Bookworm and everything about him. But his plan, uh, I mean, he was getting it was the get, jump on that. It was getting real convoluted, but Batman does make reference to, like, he's overplotting it because he's, like, a hack mm. writer. So, like, I don't know if I hold that war against him, because, like, he steals that book from Bruce Wayne and, like, served no purpose. Yeah, I didn't understand that, but he was, like, like turning his losses into victories. I feel like he was pretty good about that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I want to say a two. Let's give him a two. Okay. I'm comfortable with that. Just because, like, it seemed like his plans keep not, you know, no pun intended, going to plan. Um... So yeah, I'll 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 jot that down. Cool. Two for Fossface. Or Bookworm rather. Yeah. Sorry. They killed Fossface in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Just my head cannon. But no, I really dug that. And uh, I think we've only got four episodes left of season one. Whoa, we're getting to the end. Roddy McDowell. Gosh, I wish he could he was would have come back. Yeah, that would have been sweet, but Oh, wow. I'll take this. Yeah, it was a very memorable performance. I, I really enjoyed this episode. So did I. So we'll see you back here in two weeks for Death in Slow Motion. Oh, man. That sounds riveting. Yeah, hopefully it's as good, if not better, than this. Uh, but find out alongside us. Same Backcast time, same Backcast channel.